I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Universe fan show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Well, hey, everybody. I'm Chris. Welcome to episode 518 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Thursday, March 9th, 2023. Like I mentioned, I'm Chris. I am joined by the usual gang of misfits. Let's first start with the former person or the person formerly known as Mountain Man Willie. We have Willie D. Nelson here. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm his brother. He, uh, he still has a beard. I, I, you see, I, I'm the good one. He's the evil one. I, I don't. I mean, okay. So do we have to call you good Willie? No, just, no, no. Or should I don't we have just call you GW? Name. Who has the same name? He's my brother. I'm Billy, of course. Oh, uh, so we'll call you GB. Good Billy. Sure. All right. Well, Billy, we're, what you gotta do. we're glad you could join us today, Billy Nelson. Uh, I should you, also you, mention you. that we have Mr. Anthony Bachman here. Right. Blood for the blood god. I say we call him Billy Goat Gruff. Mm-hmm. I have a name. It's Billy, and I appreciate just being called Billy, but here we are. Do you don't like Bill? You just you want Billy? Listen, Bill's a whole other person. How about Billiam? Listen, that's already copyrighted by a YouTuber. I cannot take that. <laughs> is it really? Billiam? I have no idea. <laughs> well, no, I don't know if it's copyrighted, but uh, that is a YouTuber. Interesting. So uh, we're not going to call you Billiam. You're just Billy Nelson. Sure. What's your middle What's your middle initial then? Because we have Willie D, so it's Billy what? Billy X? Can't be uh, Billy D. Billy X. No. What do you, what do you I don't do? know. I'm just coming up with something. Billy no, no, D would be go- pretty good, though, too. I mean, you'd be Billy cool Gough. on the other side of the pillow. We do share the same <laughs> middle name, and it happens. So you're Billy D. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> but are you smoother than a Colt 45? I don't know if I'm smoother than anything or not. I don't know what to tell you. In comparison to one Billy D. Williams, how cool are you? Why am I going to be compared to another Billy? This makes no because sense. Because Billy D. is the most known Billy. What about Billy West? Mm-mm. Nah, Billy D. Williams, You're man. Both Ain't no wrong. One remember who Billy? I'm pretty sure right now the most famous Billy would be Billy Eilish. You know what? You're probably right. Why are we going with that? <laughs> it's Billy Idol, actually. I thought it was Billy Eilish. <laughs> Billy Eilish is definitely the most popular Billy, Look, probably worldwide right now. All I know is Billy Idol must have sold his soul to the devil. You see, uh, see because Billy has he's what here. like mid sixties. He he's like super fit on. still. How does he do it? How does he do it, man? Uh, he 30 years, 30 years of hard cocaine use. I, uh, I don't he know, learned man. the secrets from uh, the tantric teachings of Sting. Look, all, all I remember is it was probably like 20 years ago when Viva La Bam was a thing. And I remember watching an episode that had Billy Idol on it. And they're in his, in his Ferrari. He's like, dude, you're what, like 40-something? How the hell do you have abs like that? What's your diet? He goes, uh, Haagen-Dazs? <laughs> 30 <laughs> solid years of cocaine use. During the 70s and 80s, he couldn't gain any weight. So, yeah. His body's just decided, no, we don't gain weight. Now I'm going to look and see how old Billy Idol is, because I'm curious. 
He's got I mean, to be like in the 60s, 70s. 67 right? yeah. for Billy Idol. Close enough. How old is Keith Richards? How is he not He's dead immortal. yet? No, Keith I know, Richards, Keith Richards died 40 years ago. All the Rolling Stones are. They've only been kept alive by drugs. Keith Richards is 79. Keith Richards is like Mr. Burns. Do you remember that episode where how they figured out Mr. Burns was so alive? Yes, still? the three Stooges yeah. thing. Yeah, because All he had... the diseases try and run through the exactly. door they can't fit through. I know, I remember that. Keith Richards is the same, just with drugs. Yeah. <laughs> He took all the drugs. He took all the drugs, and now his body's just in a weird suspended state of animation. Yeah. He basically Richard, pres- he preserved Keith, himself. Keith Richards is my Billy Idol. If it's a play on the word idol. Uh, I see what you did there. Because your name is Billy, and he's your idol. I'm tracking. Bum. Exactly. Well, well, Billy, we're glad you could join us today instead of Willie. Tell us, do you do randomly voiced characters like Willie does? Or what is your opinion on no. Uh, so, okay, Billy, one last question before we get into things. What's your opinion on Reverend Willie? Oh, that guy, he, he's too judgmental. You're not a fan of Reverend Willie? No, nah, he, he acts like he doesn't judge you, but he's judging everybody. We all know mm. it. It's a, it's a farce. Better, better question. What's your opinion on Snyderverse and the Man of Steel movie? Man of Steel is still the best <laughs> Superman movie that's ever yeah. existed. Still don't need this one. <laughs> All right, Keep one last. Keep trying. One last question, then we'll get into the news. I promise. Do you need a segment just like Willie has unprotected advice? Do we need a Billy D. Nelson <laughs> segment? Now hold on a sec. Are you trying to tell me my brother ha- is requesting uh, his own segment? And is demanding it? Is that no, that seems what you're uh, implying there? No, it happened by accident. I just didn't know if in the in the ideals of fairness, whether we needed to give the other Nelson brother a segment on the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Mm. The, the like, other, I don't know if I appreciate being called the other. We're both our own incom- uh, incomplete personas <laughs> that need <laughs> others to kind of fill it in. But here, here we are. Well, to us, you, we've just met you, so I intended no offense, but it was more to convey the fact that there are two Nelson brothers that we're dealing with. So, yeah, you just met me. You already said I'm inferior. You already said no, I'm No, I needy. did not. Yeah, yes, you did. Wait. You were heavily implied that Wait, I so am now we're dealing with the Nelson. Now we're dealing with the Nelson twins? The Nelson clan does not settle for this. Well, I get, okay, are you guys brothers or twin brothers? We're brothers in a more uh, uh, metaphorical sense. The brothers of the battlefield. If are you, are you Eskimo brothers mm. then? Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy, it's been a pleasure getting Have to you meet you. Have you seen where he's been? I don't want to know. It's hard not to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. But Billy, I will say it's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We do appreciate it. I see you're at your brother's house right now. Does he know that you've jumped on for him? Oh, this is my house. Your backdrop looks the exact same as Willie's. He's weird. He likes to copy shit. Okay. You've even got the same headphones. I mean, they're headphones. Anyone can buy headphones. That's true, I suppose. You're even signed in from the same Skype account. No, that is clearly. No, you see, I'm using wingdings. <laughs> oh, that's why it didn't work. That's my bad. I apologize. Wingdings. <laughs> I mean, wingdings are the future. The way you said wingdings, I just love it. I'm clipping that so that we can make an audio bump of it somehow. 
Thank you, Every Billy. time Willie says that, we just respond with wingdings. Wingdings. <laughs> I'm going to open up my own uh, uh, chicken wing place, and it's going to be called wingdings. Well, that's trademarked. Microsoft's going to sue you. Oh, no, they're probably too busy getting sued by other people right now, which leads us nicely into our news of the week. Sue the news! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Welcome to the News of the Week. It's that part of the show where I sometimes smoothly segue over into a uh, moment where we talk about what we think is the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news who've popped up here in the past week or so. I kind of teased the fact that Microsoft's a bit busy with some things right now. We've talked about on the show before that Microsoft is undergoing an effort to purchase Activision Blizzard for a fairly large sum of money, multiple billions of dollars. We know that British regulators and EU regulators have expressed some concerns, although Microsoft, I guess, has countered made assurances. Supposedly they're about to sign off, if you believe the rumor mill. And the American FTC has also expressed concerns. Where this gets really interesting, though, is part of all these ongoing legal cases for the acquisition to occur is we're getting some interesting information out of Sony and Microsoft about deals they've made with other vendors, concerns they have about this acquisition, how it could negatively impact them. And we're kind of getting a look behind the curtain that we haven't gotten very often with some of these big gaming powers. Now, before I drop into this news, I do know, and we should do full disclosure here, Bachman, you have a PS5. Yep. I'll say interesting is one word for Sony's responses. I, Chris, I have an Xbox Series X. I also have a PS4, but I do not have a PS5. Willie, when he's on the show, has a PS5. And Billy, I don't know what game consoles do you have. He rocks a Commodore 64. Nothing wrong with that. How about a Vectrix? No. Like Activision. No. What is wrong with all of you? You don't like Vectrix? Listen, no. The future of gaming has already been settled. It is the Stadia. <sighs> That's, I was really hoping he was going to say Sega CD. It's the Stadia! Or the Atari but, Jaguar. You guys said Jaguar. Oh, it was the Jaguar. I'm not, I'm not Italian. Wow. I cannot say that. <laughs> so why do I bring up this talk of the Blizzard Activision mess? Because that's what it is right now. We're getting more and more information that kind of leaks out and trickles and droves. And some of the folks that cover the gaming industry and the tech industry have been sharing information. And what I have here is some information Tom Warren had shared on Twitter. He's a tech reporter over at The Verge. And I'm just going to kind of step through some of the stuff they've reported in this article they have there. So for background, Sony's been laying out their concerns about Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This includes a host of fears about the future of the Call of Duty franchise. Their biggest concern is Call of Duty. There were new documents submitted to the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, where Sony says it's worried that Microsoft could raise the price of Call of Duty, make it available only on its Xbox Game Pass subscription service, or even strategically or instantly degrade the quality and performance of Call of Duty on PlayStation. Specifically, here is what they cite in this document that was submitted to the UK's CMA. Quote, Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors merge only on the game's final level or after later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as the go-to venue to play Call of Duty. 
Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is most often purchased in just the first few weeks of release. If it became known that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox, Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a, as a second-class or less competitive venue. I mean, at a second-class or less competitive venue. This is what they argued to the UK CMA. Yes, and all that is correct. That could happen. I say, do we remember when we first talked about this acquisition and these were the points that I brought up? That Activision could put out or not even put out Call of Duty on Sony? So their actual argument is the bullshit thing that I came up with. That's sad, Sony. We we should also point out (laughs) that Microsoft has offered deals with other game makers out there, including NVIDIA for their game streaming service, Nintendo for the Switch, and those two companies have signed off and made an agreement with Microsoft and have offered the same deal to Sony to say, hey, we're offering 10 years of Call of Duty guaranteed on all these platforms. Sony has said no so far in their effort to fight this acquisition. (laughs) So a lot of people are trying to spin it as Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft's going to screw them. It's not going to be anytime soon if they're going to. Well, well, even if they do release it for 10 years, it still could happen. They could still release an inferior product. Yeah, but also if they do, that still backlashes on Call of Duty and Microsoft. Even if it is Call of Duty playing bad on PlayStation, that's still Call of Duty playing bad. So if the game itself doesn't work, I don't routinely blame my PlayStation because Behavior's game is buggy as fuck. In saying that it could happen, I am not also <laughs> saying that it will happen. So if I don't believe that that will happen. No, it's it's just clear. Sony's trying to just trying to be a dickhead. That's a, that's the, that's the clear way to see it. So let me play devil's advocate here. Let me put my Sony hat on for a second to try and argue from their point of view. I think what's expressed in that document submitted to the CMA is a bit of an over-exaggeration, a bit hysterical. But what you could, in theory, see is that Microsoft's got a bunch of bugs they need to fix after release because, as we've all noticed, Call of Duty's buggy as shit when it comes out. Now, disclosure, I don't think any of us play modern Call of Duty games at this point. I still won't buy one because Call of Duty Black Ops came out the day I bought my PS3. Call of Duty Black Ops was only play-tested on PCs, and the reason I was buying it day one was to learn the maps and learn everything else right along with everybody else. My version of the PlayStation didn't end up getting a a patch on it that allowed you to play multiplayer Call of Duty until 18 months after the game came out. I have never paid a dollar for a Call of Duty game since then. Yeah. Yeah. I I had like Model 4 from Japan, and they literally put out a patch like day one for Xbox, and, like, within two weeks for, I think it was, at the time, like, a lot of stores were getting, like, the sixth version of the PlayStation from Japan. You know, like, the like it was the sixth model that they iterated. By the time mine got actually patched and I could load into a game, it was over a year later. Like, why would I ever want to give them money? And so I've never bought one because they didn't playtest it on Sony PlayStations. But they also didn't playtest it on Xbox. When that game launched, it didn't work on either system. Which is almost (laughs) normal at this point. But if we're playing devil's advocate for what could, in theory, happen. Now, we've got bugs on all platforms. Which ones are they going to fix first? The ones they're more familiar with. If it's a Microsoft-owned company, 
They're probably more familiar with the Xbox. So you could see, not necessarily maliciously, but you could see Xbox bugs prioritized because that's the lower hanging fruit for them to get to first because of familiarity and things yeah. like that. It'd be easier fixes. They're going to build it for Microsoft's architecture where you can play their games cross-platform. You can play in your PC. You can stop your game, go over, pick up your Xbox controller, and relaunch the same game, right, Chris? Isn't that the whole thing with like how Some Xbox games, is integrated Not all now? games, but a lot okay. of them, especially the cloud-based ones, yes. Yeah, so then more than likely, they got to have architecture built into those types of games that work well on PC and Xbox. So yeah, if you have a problem, you're going to fix that first. That Sony PlayStation bug fix is going to drop down the list because it is not going to be a priority compared to fixing it on the platforms of the company that owns the game. So in theory, there is a bit of an argument that could be made there, but I don't think is as dramatic as portrayed in what is submitted to the CMA. No, for sure. Also, as part of this, what shook out is that one of Sony's concerns was that Microsoft will just put Call of Duty on Game Pass on day one, which Microsoft already said they're going to do. That's what they do with all their first party games, which puts them at a competitive disadvantage. Well, Microsoft and their response in filing to the UK CMA had said, yeah, we're not going to stop Sony if they want to make a deal to put Call of Duty on the PlayStation version of Game Pass. There's nothing preventing them from doing the exact same thing. Microsoft is not going to block Sony from saying, hey, we're going to pay you to make Call of Duty go on Sony's version of Game Pass, which I forget the name of. I apologize. PlayStation Essentials. PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, Plus service. That's it. Sorry. <clears throat> There's PlayStation Essential, which is the base tier. There's PlayStation Extra, which is the mid-tier, and PlayStation Premium, which is the high end. So, oh, sorry, so yeah, so mine, I think, yeah, because I have PlayStation, okay, so PlayStation Plus Essentials, so that's not actually the Game Pass version. No, the Extra get, is yeah, the main be, Game Pass one. It'd be Extra one, right? Yeah. Uh, those naming conventions are awful. Just all they had to do is not have Essential and Extra Start with the same letter E. Just choose a different word, but here we are. Or whatever happened to, you know, bronze, silver, gold, silver, right. gold, platinum. Like, easy to understand the trophies, metrics. I know. Yeah. You know, the stuff that's been in their system forever since day one. Yes. So I'd mention because, Sorry, I can go ahead. answer this. Go ahead. I can answer this because they don't want their, uh, they probably don't want their their PlayStation Plus to be bogged down with looking inferior because you have the bronze tier. You're in third place. They probably don't want any of their customers to feel like that, more than likely, in my own head. Okay, I see the reasoning yeah. behind that. So I, I'd I mentioned that argument at a marketing <laughs> at a marketing meeting. Yep. That's why Billy is smarter. <laughs> I had mentioned earlier that Microsoft had signed deals with Nintendo and Nvidia for 10 years of Call of Duty. What I didn't mention and I had forgotten is these are binding 10-year agreements. So there's not really a way for them to get mm. out of it. It's happening. Assuming this deal goes through, those deals are happening, including a way to get Call of Duty on the Switch. Now, that being said, I don't think Call of Duty is going to be running natively on the Switch. This is my own theorizing out loud. Streaming, of it's, course. It's going to be streaming like they've done with other games on the Switch. And yeah, at this point, don't Call of Duty games always come out with an 80 gig update day one? Like, well, yeah, you're not you're not the disc has the like Switch. 30 megs of data on it. Basically, <laughs> you just download it, I think. Yeah, it basically has your login on it. 
Here's your login screen. Now download the game. Yeah. In the CMA filing, Sony had said Microsoft has not shown any real commitment to reaching a negotiated outcome. They have dragged their feet engaged only when they sensed the regulatory outlook was darkening and favored negotiating in the media over engaging with Sony. Sony likely is referring to details of Microsoft's proposed deal that were revealed last year, which PlayStation chief Jim Ryan had then labeled inadequate on many levels. So they're both just tossing stuff out to the media for it to get covered. Sony's looking the bad. Of that's opinion. all there is yeah. to this. They it's a PR bad. black eye. It's gonna, and I've got a follow up that's gonna make that PR black eye look a little worse here in just a second. But before we get to that point, uh, the CMA documents were filed last month, made public just this week after British regulators warned of potential harm to gamers, offered up potential remedies including Microsoft being forced to sell off Activision Blizzard's association with Call of Duty. However. Everything is still ongoing. The CMA is still analyzing 3 million Microsoft and Activision documents. More than 2,100 emails from the public are also being reviewed right now. The UK regulators concerning responses to its potential remedies before a final ruling about the acquisition is due on April 26th. While we do all this, the EU regulators are likely reportedly going to approve Microsoft's $68.7 billion deal. The licensing deals Microsoft struck with Nintendo and NVIDIA recently are said to have eased the concerns the European Commission had, and there will unlikely to be any demand that Microsoft sell off any Activision Blizzard assets as a condition of regulatory approval. Now, FTC still has to weigh in here in North America. How much was that? that. It says $68.7 billion deal. Billion with a B? Billion with a B. B with a Billy? And I will remind you once again... I'll remind you once again that someone at Disney was smart enough to buy Star Wars and all Lucasfilm rights for just a cheap $4 billion. That's $4 billion. Right. $4 billion. So it's still, it's still looking like the greatest, like modern age buyout of all time. (laughs) Star Wars, not too far behind either. It would appear. So I mentioned that this looks like a PR black eye for Sony because everything that's come out is things that make people scratch their head and be like, what what point of view are they coming from? It gets a bit worse. And I think I shared this in our group chat that Willie is on with Bachman. So so Billy, I'm not sure if you had seen this one, but there was a a tweet thread that came up. I believe it was yesterday. It's from Lulu Cheng Masevery, who when you go and look her up, she's she's in the CEO, not CEO, she's in the corporate bigwig side of Activision Blizzard where she had quoted Tom Warren's tweet talking about Sony's concerns that Microsoft made degrade Call of Duty, saying Microsoft offered Sony, the dominant console leader for well over a decade with 80% market share, a 10-year argument on far better terms than Sony would ever get from us. We've also guaranteed Sony long-term access to Call of Duty, but they keep refusing. Why? She continues in the thread. The CEO of Sony, of SIE, Sony, answered that question in Brussels. In his words, I don't want a Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. Tom Warren followed up and asked, when did Jim say that? And she reported, this was on February 21st. You look you look confused there, Billy. Yeah, it's a tangential thing. Uh, Bill, I, I just realized, I know I'm t- pulling down this thing. I just realized that Billy D. Williams' full fucking name is William Williams. <laughs> God damn it, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I should clarify... The the person I referenced, uh, Lulu Cheng Masevery, she's the EVP for corporate affairs and the CCO of Activision Blizzard. So yeah, fairly high up in the company. 
who would be involved in the Activision Blizzard side of the house and trying to make deals with Sony, both during the acquisition and prior to the Microsoft acquisition. And technically doesn't work for Microsoft at this point in time because the acquisition hasn't taken place yet. And Billy back here. Um, let me just put on my conspiracy hat because it's a one of many hats I do wear. Um, and in my eyes, Activision Blizzard, Sony, Microsoft, they're, they're, they're all just they're all just trying to get that bottom dollar. They don't care about you. You know this. This whole active this whole public image thing is just it's just uh no one who cares they don't care about it they don't care how they look to the public all they care about is how it affects their bottom dollar all the companies do who cares burn them all down <laughs> that's fair so billy is this something you've talked about with willie do you have any idea what willie's thoughts are on this topic all right i'm gonna need you to stop bringing up that dipshit well our audience is used to hearing Willie's opinion on things. So I didn't know if you'd be able to share what Willie might've been thinking on it. <laughs> yeah, go we're, ask the Willie in the closet. See what he says. We're going to drive this gimmick into the ground before this episode's over. Listen, listen, I would appreciate it. If we focus on the matter at hand, of Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, and Sony being little pieces of shit who we get entertainment from. That's that's what that's what it comes down to, right? Effectively. We enjoy the things they put out. They put it out because it gives them money, and here we are. I think one of my favorite things is I look in the comments here. And the first comment, let's damage the most important IP out of a $60 billion purchase by giving half our customer base a deliberately crap port. Said no one ever at Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want money. So that that's what the that's what the ten year thing was for. So they could get more money, and they would probably extend that by the time, probably by five years or four years into it, they probably extend it. So the interesting thing here on this whole thing to me is Microsoft's end game. I don't think is to get people locked into buying Xbox hardware. It's getting people locked into having Xbox slash Microsoft services, be it Game Pass. So you could play a cloud version of this because I'm sure it will be available on their on their cloud streaming version or Game Pass for PC where you'd be able just to download the PC version as part of your subscription or getting their service onto other devices. Let's be honest. We, I've talked about it before on this show. How cool would it be if I had a Game Pass app on my Nintendo Switch? Nintendo Switch is almost the perfect way to portably play Game Pass games if that was doable. I mean, you can effectively do it with a cell phone right now. It's a pretty decent experience. I don't think that is going to end up happening, but you get a step closer to that by getting Xbox games on these other devices so that people start thinking about those services. Are you telling me you want to play Halo? You telling me you want to play Gears of War with those teeny tiny switch buttons? Get so, out of here. funny you should mention that while I'm doing my replay of Tales of Symphonia, I actually bought third-party Hori Joy-Cons that are bigger, that click onto the side with bigger buttons and things like that that would be perfect for a shooter like that. That's not default. You had to pay extra That's correct. For that. I, but also bear in mind, uh, I don't have small hands. So the switch in its Joy-Con size is a bit more problematic for me than it might be for someone of average hand size. I am talking, of course, about the average user experience, not someone with 
the, the, the extra dedicated income to buy larger-than-life controllers to fit your larger-than-life hands. I wouldn't say that. I am not for that. <laughs> I wouldn't say you they're You cannot large. put that in everyone's hand, and you know it. I wouldn't say they're larger than life, but I appreciate the point you're trying to make. <laughs> yeah, and it, it makes more sense for Microsoft to put out a good version of Call of Duty on both systems, and then they're getting money from Sony PlayStation users that are buying the game. And then all you got to do is you throw one little free extra thing that you get if you play it on Xbox, and eventually if people want to move over, they'll move over. But yeah, hurt making the game... Like sending out poor versions of the game makes no sense because in the long run that would hurt the game itself and the money they're making off of PlayStation. This is literally like, what is it? Paramount Plus being like, shit, we shouldn't have sold the rights to Yellowstone to Peacock before we had our own streaming service because now the number one rated show we have is streaming on another company's platform. Shit. Yeah, they would love to take that back. Microsoft would be like, yeah, we'll give you Call of Duty, and then we'll make money off of PlayStation Store when people buy Call of Duty on it. Thank you. That's just more money. Or just buy the discs. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also, I mean, Sony also gets money every time a, uh, an Xbox game gets sold physically because they have to pay the licensing to Correct, use Blu-ray. Blu-ray discs. So it's yeah. it's all interchangeable. It's all uh, uh, incestuous. They all like to mingle together. Which also goes back to the same day I bought my PlayStation 3 and bought that shitty Call of Duty that I could never play. To be cheapest, fair on that point. Cheapest the, Blu-ray player in the store at that point was a PlayStation 3. You are correct. To be, to be <laughs> fair to that point, the PS3 was horrendous to develop for because of the cell processor. Correct. Yeah, but it played Blu-rays really nice. It did. That's why I had a <laughs> PS3 also, was to yeah. play Blu-rays. It's not the point. I remember at Best Buy looking over and like I think the cheapest place or the cheapest Blu-ray player they had at that time, it was something ungodly like five hundred and thirty bucks the day that the PS3 came out and it was like four hundred dollars. It's like, yeah, why would you all buy a Blu-ray player? This is literally a video game system and a Blu-ray player. Uh, I believe and it's when like hundred bucks less. Debuted, it was for five hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Yeah. Was it five? The only well, problem maybe the Blu-rays were like six thirty then because yeah, they were more expensive. The, the, only, the, PlayStation. the only problem with the <laughs> PS3 was you couldn't use an infrared remote to control it. So, like, if you bought it to be a Blu-ray player in your home theater, you had to either buy their Blu-ray remote that was Bluetooth oh, yeah. or use your controller. Well, yes, you had to. Oh, no. You had to use your controller. Okay, so, Willie. That you used to use the hold on, console hold on, forever. Hold on. There are a lot of folks, myself included, that just get one remote that they're able to program and run everything in their media closet. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sony wanted to push the world forward with Bluetooth controllers. I don't have to point this shit hey, at hey, the TV Willie, and it works. Mo- most TVs still work on infrared. Uh, 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 I said most. I argue that they don't. Cool. That's why my Logitech Harmony remote works with just about every TV on the market. <laughs> Me and my brother's mother cur- uh, currently has a TV. She just got uh, within the last year. My I brother's think. mother's sister's cousin's former roommate. I said Best my friend. brother and I's mother. <laughs> Which makes yeah, us right. nothing. Hold on before you start in a, you know, before you start making fun of people. I was trying to make a gag. I apologize. Yes, I know. You're just a space ball in yourself. I'm surrounded by assholes. But they have a TV, and that remote that came with it is the most unique remote I've ever seen. 
Not only is it Bluetooth, it also has a lithium-ion battery in it or some kind of battery that's rechargeable inside of it. And it charges with USB-C. And not only that, you probably never even have to charge it by USB-C because it also has a solar panel on the backside of it. Yeah, I've seen, I saw some stuff in some tech blogs about it. That looked pretty cool. Fucking genius. I mean, and that that's that's nice that we are at that point nowadays where with HDMI, CIC, and CEC, excuse me, and things like that, you can have just one remote that controls things. Let's go back to the time of the PS3. You were constantly juggling remotes. That was the beauty of the Logitech Harmony remote was I didn't have to juggle remotes. Did you have the same issue when the original Xbox came out? No, because I bought the... Because when the original Xbox uh, came out, hold on, uh, hold on, listen, when the original Xbox came out, if you wanted to watch DVD, you had to buy the dongle and the, that came with the remote control to be able to do it. Why? Because the license to play DVDs was tied to that dongle. And that's how Microsoft saved money. Instead of licensing every console, you bought a license when you bought that dongle to play DVDs. And that did also work with Logitech Harmony. But. You also had to have another controller that wasn't the console controller. So what is your complaint? Still the same thing it was before. It's a pain in the ass to juggle remotes because it was Bluetooth only. At this point, though, the nice thing is Logitech Harmony stuff has been updated so it can control things over Bluetooth as well. So, for instance, my NVIDIA Shield TV box I use for streaming everything, I have my Harmony remote paired via Bluetooth to it. So it controls everything that way, not using infrared codes because the technology advanced. If you're too dumb to use multiple controllers, what are you doing with Willie, all this technology? Really, I didn't technology? say I was dumb. I just not said it was you. annoying. I meant, not, I meant the general consensus. The royal you. But, but that's a problem for the most part that's been resolved nowadays with HDMI CEC, as long as you have it enabled on your TV, where your TV remote can control basically everything. Obviously, the TV natively, and then using the HDMI CEC protocol, whatever is connected to it, it's able to control as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hence the reason why Logitech is trying to, well, pretty much shut down the Harmony line of things. I hear a minor inconvenience about multiple controllers, and that doesn't mean jack shit to old Billy here. Well, it's not a problem anymore. Technology advanced to fix said problem, but... Back in 2007, Bluetooth controllers are the future. Well, I don't know about Bluetooth, but other wireless controllers, yes, because it doesn't require a line of sight, things like that. I don't disagree there. Let me tell you this. How how often have you been snuggled underneath a nice blanket and you want to change the TV, but you didn't want to pull your arm out of the thing and point at the TV and do all that? You can do it from underneath the covers. Just push all the buttons you want. Well, I can do that already because I use the Logitech Harmony remote, which is paired to a Harmony hub that has the IR blaster built into it so that if the remote itself can't connect, it goes via that. So I can sit with my hand under the covers and still control my television all I want because it's not being controlled by the remote directly, but the and hub itself. you all heard that. You had to buy extra things just to get it to work. Well, no, you don't. It was optional. I bought it because I wanted to control my PlayStation 3 Blu-ray player. Because <laughs> that was the only way just to do it. Just use the controller. What? Call Why this are you moving like the goalposts? Willie, <laughs> do you know how much easier it is to just hand a person one remote that has a button that says, play movie, watch TV, play PlayStation? And not have to worry about it. 
It's much simpler that way. You can literally walk into my house and push a button on my remote that says play Xbox. It turns everything on to what it's supposed to be for the Xbox to turn on and play. And be like, oh, I'm done playing Xbox. I want to watch TV. You hit a button that says watch TV and it flips all the inputs and turns off the stuff that's not needed anymore. Simplicity is good, especially for people that are less technologically inclined. Now, I heard you just make a very good argument against all of that, but... <laughs> Just like any good company, I'm going to divert it and say, ha, you messed up at the very beginning because you called me by the wrong name. Your point is invalid now. Fuck you, Billy. Fuck you. <laughs> Billy wins again. Billy wins because Willie can't. About right, but yeah. You know, I've always is... heard Willie's always right on here. Yeah, he's the only one telling you that. And Willie's mm-hmm. always wrong. <laughs> This is Moving the Goalposts with the ATGN crew. That's this week's episode title, Moving the Goalposts. Moving the Goalposts. There you go. I am the goal. You're the post. Wait, I also heard Willie say the goal is the hole. What does that mean? (laughs) Ask your brother. Ask Ask your brother. So, Billy, I don't know. (laughs) If If you've consumed the show before, you know we all tend to have our own news stories each week. Did you have a news story you wanted to discuss or share with us, Billy? I did. All right. Well, let me throw things to you then. The full screen treatment. I'll hit the Willie button on my switcher for Billy. Just just cover up with a B. It'll be all good. I'm good with that. I'm not not conceited like my brother. (laughs) But uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So we all, I'm assuming we all know about the Suicide Squad movie coming out. And uh, if you saw it... it, You mean the one that came out already, or is there another one I'm not aware of? You said movie. Oh, I said movie? You said movie. I just wanted to clarify. Well, there's two movies. And what those two movies brings audiences. And what those audiences want, more entertainment. With those more entertainment, they release a game, which has not been released yet, but it is coming out. Now, when it's coming out, that's the news because it looks like the Suicide Squad game has been pushed back even further. Goalpost moved, as you would say. You, you, you fucking whatever you are. So why was it moved? Do we have any indication? To bring it back to Sony, they had a nice little uh, uh, what would you call that? Uh, uh, demo uh, conference. Okay. What would you call that little little showing? Trade of what show they or whatnot. Uh, but it wasn't a show. It was more like a video feed of just stream. Wait, oh, a stream of conferencing. Let's just. This go was with one that. that was last month, wasn't it? Not too long ago at all. Not okay. too long. Uh, it felt like a last week to me, but it was probably a lot sooner than that. I did see the uh, the Suicide Squad little uh, uh, little video they had for it to show what the game's gonna be in coming up. And me, myself, was a little worried because it looked a little too close to to a game me and my brother uh, liked, but knew it had its big downfalls, uh, which would be the Avengers game. It looks like this is just going to be a clone of that with the gear that just goes up and you have to go earn the gear. It's just it's just a Diablo model all over again. You rinse, repeat, do the same actions to hopefully get better gear, and you're just going around, and hopefully the gameplay loop keeps you in. Looks like they're not too confident in that because they delayed the game because 
audience reaction says this looks just like the Avengers game and looks like trash. What are you doing? Well, so it looks like they're changing things up. Maybe. So from when I originally shared the news with you, it seems like uh, Jason Schreier's kind of provided some more insight. Have you seen the follow-up stuff that he had I did posted? Not. Okay, so the original tweet that was posted about an hour ago was uh, the delay moves Suicide Squad out of the crowded release window that currently includes Zelda, Diablo, and Final Fantasy. He then followed up at 1.40 p.m., so about an hour and a half ago as we record this. For what it's worth, a delay like this is mainly for polish, not to overhaul the core gameplay that caused the backlash. Suicide Squad started off as a game as a service and will remain one, short of a complete reboot, which would require a much, much longer delay. Yeah, it just sounds like flowery language for shit they need to take time to change. That's what it sounds like to me. This is my own words. Billy. That's fair. So, Billy, I tend to think that if they were going to change it from being a game as a service, much like Jason had stated in his tweet, this would be delayed a lot more than towards later in the year. That doesn't necessarily mean we get to later in the year and they don't delay it again. There was a lot of fan pushback, especially when it was, well, it's a single player game, but you have to be online to play. And everyone was like, the fuck? I have yeah, to what? Bullshit. Did people not learn their lesson when the Xbox One got announced? Did they not learn their lesson? The always on for a single player game is dumb. And look well, who backtracked the fuck out of that. In that case, it was to phone home and get basically approve the license. In this case, it's to connect to the servers to better be able to probably change what the loot is you're getting or things like that. I don't a hundred percent know, but it, it's basically so that they know what services to push you would be my takeaway from it. Much like any of these other games as a service basically require you to be online so they can collect what you're doing to then optimize your experience, i.e. not drop you good loot unless you pay more. Sorry, I'm a bit cynical on some of these that things. That sounds about right. No, that's, that's where I'm sitting at it, too. That, that sounds like a, a good call from you, uh, which is high <laughs> praise for me, I'm going to say. I, I appreciate that. I mean, I will personally admit that once we saw the gameplay footage and it kind of came off as another Avengers-type game, which coincidentally this month, somewhere in the next couple of weeks, all the DLC and all of the content basically switches to free. So you can check it out then if you want. I kind of lost a lot of interest in this by going, yeah, I don't want to be back in that model again of, okay, you've got to grind and collect loot to do things. I was like, I wanted something more like the Batman Arkham games that Rocksteady had done, where it was fun gameplay, cool story, fully single player. And the extent of what you need a connection for was to download DLC yeah. and to like exchange leaderboard information with your friends because there were different contests and stuff in game and you could pull it up and be like, Oh, Willie just got this trophy yesterday or just did a, got a gold medal on this course where I've got a silver. I should try to do something similar that I'm kind of okay with, but I lost a lot of interest for suicide squad game. I'll be honest, which I I'm bummed to say, cause I was excited because I like most of what Rocksteady has done, especially the Batman Arkham games, which just looked like, excuse me. And this looked like something that would continue that kind of gameplay, and I kind of got proven wrong, and I was like, yeah, no. Same reason I haven't picked up Gotham Knights yet, because it's the same damn thing. Uh, even though I could have gotten it for mm -hmm. 20 bucks the other day, I was like, nah, this ain't a 20-buck game. This is a wait for it to come to Game Pass, or wait for it to hit, like, the $10 bin, and then I'll check it out just to play the story. Yeah, when the user announced, I was looking forward to both of them, especially a Gotham Knights, a, a Batman game where I get to play as Nightwing. Like, that's all I've wanted. And yeah, when 
all the changes that these games have gone through, it's like, yeah, I don't want either. These are both going to be, hey, when is this a free game on PlayStation Essentials? Because whenever it's the free game that I can download, I'll probably try it then. Because there's no reason to pay money. Yeah, They're I agree. Just, uh, eh. Avengers eventually came to uh, to uh, Central, I believe. And it was on Game Pass as well. Yeah, it was I'm so on, mad I spent money on it that was, game. It got put on Game Pass like six months <laughs> it ago. It is definitely on Extra. Avengers. I do know that. I don't know if it's ever on I mean, it was their last ditch effort to get more people interested in the game to buy things that would keep it going yeah. was to put the base game out. Excuse me on the subscription services and I think I paid 20 bucks for Avengers. I waited until it was a game fly sale and I was like, okay, I'll check it out for 20 bucks. I played and went, okay, I'm interested in the story, but this is just too grindy for me. I'm going to, I'm done. Now I'm curious to see some of the other DLC that I hadn't played yet. And some of the stuff that's in the store, like all the costume packs and stuff like that, those go free. I want to say either this week or next week, which I think is cool. I believe you... it's the uh, 31st. Is it 31st? I, I thought it was month. mid-March for some reason. I could be wrong on that, but you I mean... I... Regardless, at some point before the end of the month, they're going to make pretty much all of the character packs and DLC and stuff like that free. Now, I think the DLC was free already. So like the Hawkeye packs and things like that, that wasn't a cost to get because they were trying to keep you in the service and spending money. But it's not going to... I mean, Sony are not Sony Square Enix pretty much already wrote it off. Why it's going free is because yeah, no more support. Games over thirty first didn't work. Okay, thank you, Billy. I appreciate. It. Yeah. So I guess the question is: nah. Does Rocksteady have some kind of magic that Square doesn't to pull this off? I don't know. What 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 was the last Rocksteady game? Was that is that Arkham Knight? Arkham City? No, Arkham Knight. I think. Yeah. Let me look. We'll go to the Google machine. And uh, let me just remember how well that game uh, got released. Let's look at the PC version. Uh, how how well was that received? Not very oh, well to begin with. Oh, don't look at that. I see, yeah, that don't look good. Night was the one that they had massive fuck-ups with, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots and lots of mess-ups. I guess, actually, the last game was not Arkham Knight, but was Batman Arkham VR. I have that. <laughs> does, does Willie have it or Billy have it? Because I know Willie had talked about it before. You know, two different people can own the same thing, right? I didn't know whether Willie might have talked you out of it or not. No, it's VR. It's fun. You okay. have to be the Batman. <laughs> I actually kill the people. Like, oh, hey, Joker, stab. <laughs> That's fair. So, right in the eyeball. He so looking at this, Thanks. 2016's Batman Arkham VR was the last game from Rocksteady. I'm surprised they actually made it, but that makes a lot of sense with the way it looks. It was for Windows and PlayStation 4, and then that was in 2016. We're at 2023 now, so seven years later. It's been a bit of a grind for them doing Batman games, it appears. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are still great games, and Arkham Knight, I think, is fun, but a bit flawed, and the Batmobile stuff sounded cool to begin with. Until you started playing the Batmobile missions, you're like, ooh, this sucks. Remember, Batman doesn't kill. He just runs people over safely. Well, they get electrocuted yeah. when he hits them, and it throws them back. They're perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Ain't no broken necks from that. No, there's a magic telekinetic bubble that surrounds them and protects them. And remember, just like Jason Todd uses non-lethal bullets in the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the was it, the Gotham Knights game? Does he? I out. wasn't even sure. Oh, they're non-lethal bullets. 
even though there's no such thing yeah. as a non-lethal bullet. Yeah, tell that to Brandon Lee. Right? It was blanks that yeah. killed him. Which is supposed to be a non-lethal bullet, effectively. My point is, mm-hmm. there's only such thing as less lethal bullets. Yeah, a rubber bullet to the head is going to kill you just as well as a regular bullet, potentially. Just because of the blunt force trauma. Anything moving that yeah. fast hitting your head is probably going to do some damage. Unless you got, like, a super helmet. What exactly is a super helmet? Thor's helm. What makes it super? It's made out of Uru, I believe. So, as long as uh, he was wearing Uru metal, and where do you get that? Can you tell me that? From the dwarves of Nephilim. And where never is that never, on this remember. planet? Because we don't really have, <laughs> uh, you know, space uh, traveling uh, capabilities as of quite That yet. you know of. Look, Stargate SG-1 was actually a documentary. I thought you were going to Elon Musk. They're just tricking us. <laughs> Why would I go to Elon Musk? Come on, really? Or Billy? Don't don't think of me that poor. I already been thinking of you that poorly. I'm not gonna stop now. <laughs> it's been many years since I was a Musk fan. That's that's all I was making SpaceX alluding cool. to. That's it. <laughs> Jesus, Look, making one little illusion and you gotta turn to a whole. All thing. I'm saying that's is, my shtick. All I'm saying is, <laughs> with the use of the Stargate technology, we've got battleships that can go across the galaxy right now. We've already met the Asgard. They're little gray aliens. Thor is the supreme commander of the Asgard fleet, or at least he was before the Asgard. All- it's not a joke. It's real. <laughs> I'm waiting for this bit to die down. It's not a bit. Oh, speaking of bits waiting to die down. <laughs> I've been waiting on one to die down for uh, how long we've we been live? 50 minutes. So about beat 48 minutes. <laughs> beat it. Beat it. Where's that dead beat. horse we need to beat? Where did it beat go? Oh, here it is. Nay, I say. There's that dead horse. <laughs> Uh, I still have that on the soundboard from Porn or Pony. We haven't played that in five years. I want you to remember <laughs> one thing. You made a comment before we even started this podcast. Ain't no one ever going to see Willie drink a peep Pepsi. <laughs> no, I said a Peepsy. Peepsy. And, and My Billy, point is still the same, hey, Billy, Chris. That Peepsy you were drinking, you held the can so no one could tell what it was. But my point is, no one's ever going to see Willie do it. They're going to see Billy Boy here do it. Hey, Billy, you sound a lot like Willie when you get angry. Do I? Maybe it's because we're brothers. You ever think about that? It's the strain in his voice as he's moving the goalpost. I am the goal. How have you not learned this yet? You are the post. I am the the whole and the goal all in one. I am the walrus cuckoo kachoo. You're the sea turtle and the post. What's wrong with sea turtles? Nah. Yeah, what the? What do you got against sea turtles? I had nothing. Yeah. I had nothing. You, you probably go to the beach and stomp on the eggs, you little asshole. No, he scrambles them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's so bad. You know how bad turtle eggs taste? I have no oh, idea. I would know. They taste horrible. I had it one time. <laughs> you had well, it one time? Three times. <laughs> so you didn't learn your lesson the first time? The first two times he didn't learn his lesson. Well, the first two times he told me it was they told me it was something different. So, so I was like, all right. I need a point of clarification here. We know Willie has spoken many times that he hates eggs. Is that a Nelson family trait, Billy? Do you also hate eggs? Because that could no, be I love coloring eggs. your opinion. Okay. I eat eggs for dinner every day. 
So you you love eggs and didn't like turtle eggs. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that, 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 no, that's, that's fair. That's I was enough. just curious because have you ever had a sea turtle egg? I haven't. No, I would try it. You're a horrible person. I want you to know that. Isn't it something that's on menus in places? It's not like Does I'm going to go. Is it a good thing? Pet ostrich egg. That was pretty good. Listen, listen. Just because you want to have your inner shredder fantasy of have uh, of sea turtle soup, that's on you. That's on you, all right? Oh, it's a poor ninja. Listen, just like Super Shredder, you're larger than life, played by Kevin Nash, and still a dumb piece of shit who kills him. Okay, then. Thank, thanks, Billy. We're glad you could be here today. Bachman, what do you got for your news this week? Oh, uh, we got good stuff. Uh, some people know him as the often mentioned, but rarely seen, Michael Berzato in The Bear. He was, uh, he got to uh, grace the big screen as Johnny Soprano in The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, fucking weirdly, Lee Iacocca in Ford versus Ferrari. And he started his geek cred, really, honestly, when he, when he, when he uttered the phrase, you can't protect him, Rick. But then after Shane died, he really got his geek cred card like punched and made permanent when he played the Punisher on the Daredevil series. And one John Bernthal is coming back. The Punisher is returning for Daredevil Born Again uh, from a Hollywood Reporter article by uh, Boris Kitt and Aaron Couch on March 7th. Uh, let see. John Bernthal is returning to his most punishing role. Ha ha. The actor will reprise Frank Castle, a.k.a. anti-hero The Punisher, in Marvel Studios' Daredevil Born Again for Disney+. Plus. So we're getting Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are confirmed back. We now have John Bernthal coming back as The Punisher, and they're doing supposedly Daredevil Born Again based on the David Mazzucchelli and Frank Miller run, but that run didn't have The Punisher in it. So we know now we're getting a very different version of that story i'm assuming and uh, it also says in the article they said um where was it uh with the other characters uh see other actors from the netflix daredevil series are not expected to return deborah ann wool and eldon henson who played classic supporting roles karen page and froggy nelson respectively are not on the roll call for the marvel series so Debra Ann Wool has been off doing other stuff, so I mean, that one I wasn't shocked about. I was a little sad to hear that Eldon Henson wasn't coming back because I really loved his Foggy. The way yeah, he played too. Foggy Nelson, he he was terrific through the entire show. But yeah, we're, we are getting you know more of a buildup of the, the MCU world and continuation of kind of the Netflix series, kind of, sort of, maybe. We've seen that the Wilson Fisk in Hawkeye was not exactly the Wilskin Fisk from the Daredevil Netflix series. And so... What do you mean? I thought they said it was the same one. I thought they said... I, I think D'Onofrio no. said he played it like it was, but I don't think they've officially yeah. said uh, that. He played it like it was, but they very specifically put him in like the white suit jacket with the cane, which was not a, the visual look of kingpin from the daredevil series on netflix so they're Fair making enough. it look different even if he's playing it the same and as we've seen charlie cox has come back showed up in she hulk but wearing the yellow and red the old mustard and ketchup outfit not the old school red on red and red on black outfits that we had in the daredevil netflix series so yeah it's, it's gonna be that thing it's like well they're the same but not really it's like it's the same actors playing the same characters, but not the one from Netflix because we're not giving them any money. 
and we own these characters again. Well, they don't have so, to. The rights have all reverted anyways. That's what I say, yeah. So it's 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 the same but different. But yeah, so we are getting more Daredevil. We're getting, awesomely, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. And now we're getting a third member of that show's cast back with John Bernthal. And honestly, I think one of his best roles that he's ever played. And especially if you watch the Punisher series on Netflix, one of the most realistic aspects or most realistically done actors portraying a character that doesn't have superpowers. One of the things I loved about the Netflix Punisher was that when John Bernthal got like punched in the face in a fight for the next five episodes, his face was swollen. He had a black eye. They did an episode where he got tortured in a chair. And for like the next six episodes, he was slowly healing from those wounds. The makeup team did an amazing job making him not look like some crazy superhuman that, oh, the next episode, that's the next day, all of his bruises are gone. It's like he basically just walked around in bruise and blood makeup all the time. But it worked. And I don't know. John Barenthal was so great as this character. I can't wait to see him play it again. And it's interesting to see what they're going to do with that storyline because, like I said, Daredevil wasn't in the Born Again storyline originally done by Frank Miller. So we know they're changing some stuff. It's just a question of what they're going to change. And uh, I, I like the new version, the new spin we got on Kingpin. I like the new spin we got on Daredevil. John Bernthal sitting there, you know, probably going back and forth with them about what he would like to do with the Punisher character. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it because he's played the guy twice already. He had his own series and he was on Daredevil. Now he's coming back to be Frank Castle for the third time. He must enjoy doing it. Otherwise, you wouldn't spend all that time doing a combat heavy role where your face isn't covered because this is a guy that he's when he's the punisher he's not wearing a helmet he's not wearing a mask there's no easy transition to well let's get charlie cox out of the scene and put his stunt double in because once we put the helmet on you can't really tell if it's charlie if he's moving really fast like john bernthal looked like he worked his ass off playing this character and all the fight sequences he did because well you can tell if it's john bernthal on screen or not because his face isn't covered he must enjoy it. He's coming back to do it a third time. We're Don't getting more Punisher. Sure, that skull's on that chest. Well, they they had the skull, and they're, they're possibly doing a different version. He actually has a new skull in the comics. So I'm wondering well, there's if a reason we'll for that. A, yeah, I'm wondering if we'll get an updated skull in the live show as well. So, yeah, they got lots of stuff to work with. But, yeah, I'm just excited. I mean, it's a little sad. When, I mean... It'd be cool to see the whole cast, honestly, of that Daredevil show come back. I loved that show. I thought it was well written, well acted. The whole thing was put together extremely well. The Punisher show was the Punisher show was fantastic. Like the more of those actors that get to come over and continue those characters, the happier I'm going to be. Because yeah, those shows were just super good. Well, what did we and find it's, out? It's like 16 episodes for season one, so it's going to be a fairly long season. Something like that. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a big one. It's a large order. But yeah, I mean, uh, let's see if it has it on his IMDb for the upcoming. Oh, it says 18 episodes. from oh, Sorry, Born my Again. But that, that's for John Bernthal on his IMDb. There could be more episodes than that. And he just maybe listed. I think 18, 18 is that. probably right. 16 is probably me just getting the number twisted in my mind. But yeah. the thought but I, I mean, had there was they're covering a lot of ground. Yeah. It's entirely possible. They a could. A lot of episodes. Yeah. I mean, they're going into production. now. I think they're starting to film this month from what i recall so yep. there's yeah. nothing saying they could filming in new york this month they couldn't get halfway through and be like hey 
this sort of makes sense. We're at a natural organic part of the story. We could bring back some of these other folks and it may happen later or it could happen in season two or it may not happen at all. Who knows? There's a lot of stuff that could be going on, but it does look like, did Billy put a hat on or is this Willie? Uh, I'm back. Hey. You wearing the same clothes <laughs> as your brother. No, he left. Yeah. He stole his shirt. Did you guys trade shirts on the way out? No, we have the exact same. Uh, we have the exact same style, man. I don't think is your it brother possible? likes you very much. He's I don't think he does either. You. But here we are. <laughs> I guess it's possible the manufacturer might have made more than one of that shirt. It is possible. So it's possible. Willie, are you excited for eighteen episodes of Daredevil: Born Again with the Punisher being involved in at least some? I can't tell you till I actually start seeing it. You're not excited by the prospect of it, then? Possibly. I mean, I want the guy from Idle Hands back, but here we are. I was just going to say, don't say the words prospect and Willie in the same sentence. Look what you just did. Look what you, <laughs> you just did, did. No, I did, I did something innocuous, and then you put a spotlight on it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you still did it. Hey, you guys you, are cutting out. Did you guys say something? Nope. You nope. Mother fuck. No, we didn't yeah. say anything. Punisher's coming back, Be grateful, Jesus Christ. Criminals beware. Punisher's coming back, and he does not use non-lethal bullets. He will no. be shooting motherfuckers in the face. He's he going to shoot you dead. Which, I, it's, I guess this is you know another one of those reasons why they did that whole, hey, let's toss Deadpool on Disney+, Plus and then try out our adult password settings so that all kids' accounts have to have a password if they want to watch an R movie. Because now, more than likely, I mean, even if you tone down the blood, if we're getting a Daredevil series that has the Punisher in it, I don't think it's going to be PG, even if it's on Disney+. Plus. I mean, they did it with the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s. Punisher showed what? up quite a few times, and that was still oh, TVY, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was also, I think he never actually shot anybody. He shot at people. He, he was shot like the a... mutated Spider-Man, but I don't remember. It's Didn't Spider-Man also never hit anybody? He webbed yeah, people, Spider-Man couldn't he never punch punched anybody. Yeah. He couldn't punch anybody. And they had to have some... laser guns, not guns. Yeah, some of the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> remember, it's... kids, the real world doesn't exist. It's all a make-believe well, remember, with laser is re- guns. This is also and no the same time anybody. that they had to put don't do this at home on all the WWF, WWE content, too, which never stopped us. I remember being yeah. a shitty little middle schooler and giving my friends stole cold stunners in the middle of the hallway. Damn it, a yeah, hallway? Yeah. We didn't fuck around. How did you not break your tailbone? Uh, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> or your knees as if you're the one getting stunned. Also hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck all that. I don't wear knee pads. That that was that was part of the stuff that went on is we were dumb shitty little middle schoolers, so our fun in between classes would be doing uh pro wrestling finishers to each other. Now part of the gag wow. was basically like if someone got you you had to go with it you weren't like going to actively fight someone sell. giving you a stunner you had to sell <laughs> so there was all sorts of rock bottoms uh pedigrees stunners rock bottoms got to hurt on the receiving end if you don't know how to land properly yeah. well if, even if you know how to land properly if you're doing that on like a linoleum floor over concrete in a school ow pedigree hurts the worst no that should so be you illegal. can still get your hands in front of your face no, you don't you get your hands. You can literally cannot your hands get brace tucked yourself. Up around. You're just pulled back and just face first into yeah, the then ground. Then they jump up and they let go How of your arm. How many broken arms? noses happened? <laughs> Only one, I think. Yikes. Y'all were mean. From mostly. a pedigree. Yeah, it might have been a pedigree. I don't remember. Look, I imagine this, a whole bunch of rock bottom concussions. 
this went on for like a semester. It was a lot of fun. They made us stop. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. <laughs> and that's about the time you went up to the principal and gave him the old double finger and it gave him a stunner. And, and then he had just go, go with it, right? <laughs> that's when we threw a chair through the window and you heard the glass shatter. We marched out there with someone throwing cans of beers at us, gave him the double, double bird stunner. No, 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 no. You threw a chair at the window to break it to start the music. Yeah. Look. There's some things I'll, I'll forever be triggered by. And anytime I hear glass break, the next thing I hear is Stone Cold Steve Austin's music in my head. You hear I a could, guitar rift. Yeah. I could like drop every a- time you hear tires squill. I hear dun dun dun. Here comes here comes Mick Foley. Dun dun dun. Every time Chris hears tires squill, he hears uh, Groot say the words family. Family. <laughs> Family. Here we are. <laughs> Family. Family. You sound like like Andre a Giant asking if he wants a peanut. Family. Yeah. So, but that's a that's a weird tangent to go on before we transition out. But what are some of the things that like we're triggered by? Like we hear one sound, then it makes us think of like music and stuff like that. Like for instance, the Stone Cold music. I hear something glass break. The first thing I then hear in my head is the Stone Cold music. After that, there's got to be other things. I'm just not registering. Oh, them oh I got this. Every time I hear a, every time I hear a, every time I hear just a little old <laughs> Stephen Jondra, I start salivating. It's weird. Ah, Pavlovian All right, response. Pavlov. It's a science joke. I like it. I did not expect that from Willie. I did I not expect. Say about, I thought he was going to say something about flip top head Canadians. I thought Billy would make that joke, to be honest. He seems smarter. He probably would. He hates Canadians. <laughs> Duke has a problem. I mean, but I guess the tangent to continue it is wrestling music and themes like that. They all, a lot of the good ones have a hook that catches you in. And as soon as you hear it, you know he's coming. Hey, did you know yeah. it's just one of those days? Yeah, when you don't want to wake up. Yeah, everything sucks. Everything's fucked. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, the taker is just the gong. Taker's well, gong. Ending. Yeah. Or it could be shitty kid rock. The rock starts with if you smell what the rock is cooking, and that's obviously the hook on that one. Oh, since I brought up kid rock, hey, kid rock, you're a piece of shit. Go ride that giant golden dildo into the sky. Triple What's H. His name? R- Richie Bobby? The hell is it? Richie hmm? something? Ricky Bobby? Ricky Bobby? No. Isn't that Kid Rock's real name? It's like Richie Bobby or something. Oh, I have no idea. I, I, I can't yeah. remember. It's something stupid. It is. It's something really dumb. Yeah, you know, here. I mean, Google's <laughs> the thing. Let's just. Uh... I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that, that would work with those good hooks. Like, obviously, The Rocks is its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Robert James Richie. What a, what a privileged white kid name. Yeah, so it's Bobby Richie. Yeah, so his name's Bobby Richie. <laughs> I'm going to call him Bob Richie. Hey, Bob. Bobba. Damn it. Bobba Hill. That bullet. You were the worst part about Joe Dirt. That's saying something. <laughs> so strong words there, Willie. Yeah, those are... Time yeah, to play the Joe game Dirt. for Triple H. Are you ready to play? Oh, yeah, you're hearing uh, Lemmy. Yeah, right, that was Lemmy. Lemmy right? Little Killmeister. Oh, yeah. Was oh, I say that every time we're playing Dead by Daylight and we go to the game map, I'm like, are you ready to play the game? HBK's is pretty iconic the way it starts out too, with the screaming, with the squeals. Yeah, yeah. that's and, and we all and and, and the, it still should DX, be a, it, DX it should be a rule though. 
every pro wrestler should have to sing their own entrance. No, 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 no. <laughs> but and the DX always start out with a uh, Rage Against the Machine cover band because that was that was that wasn't Rage Against the Machine style yeah. sound and exactly everything of Rage Against the Machine. I don't know what is. Yeah, Are you ready? That's true. Boom, boom, for for more modern wrestling, Adam Cole's. You know, it's all about the boom. The how it starts. Fuck is out. Adam Cole? I know Michael Cole. Yeah. You don't know Adam Cole, baby. Baby, yeah. I'm sorry. Is this Stone Face? Give it away. The Chugs on uh, Twitch. <laughs> That's right. He is the Chugs. He's the Chugs. <laughs> He's got quite the Twitch community. He's got and music yeah. that that you hear the hook and you're like, oh, I know who that is. Oh, and yeah, and then there's, I mean, with AEW, you've got now Wayward Son, the Supernatural Elite, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Wayward Son. Like they the paid out the song. ass for yeah. that one. Yeah. And it's Carry On, first Carry of all. On, My Wayward Song. Yeah, that's what I said, the Supernatural song. <laughs> and then, yeah, of course. Super, what? It's the theme song for Supernatural, the Winchester Brothers. The Acclaimed I'm... hooks pretty well, too. Wait, is Wayward Son the yeah. theme song to Supernatural? Yeah, it was for 15 years. <laughs> I've never, I, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. the first two or three seasons of that show. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's their theme. Not because it was bad, just yeah, whatever I hear that song, I think it's supernatural now that I've watched fifteen seasons of that fucking show. There you go. And then huh. yeah, Cole's a personality. Like it's always CM Punk. It's always gonna be CM Punk. It's true. I mean I, uh, every time I think about it, I think about rock band, I'm not gonna lie. Not wrestling. Adam Cole's hooks not Adam Cole, uh, Adam Page's hooks is pretty well too, but just with the cowboy whistle and stuff to start. Yeah. I mean, but the best theme song ever in wrestling. There's only one right answer. You better say Real American. No. I mean, I do love Rick Derringer. I do love Rick Derringer, and Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo is a good song. But It's what started the whole thing. No. Hulkamania. There's one best wrestling entrance song. Okay. What is it? I'm curious. I'm a nice man. Oh, there you go. I love to love him. Hey, I love to kick him. Willie, you know what they call Billy Gunn in AEW now? Billy? Daddy no. ass. Daddy ass. They literally have signs in in the fucking auditoriums now that say, Scissor me, daddy ass. That just reminds me of Daddy Yankee, and I don't know why. For, for background, how that daddy happened. Daddy ass, daddy Yankee, I don't is know. Billy so Gunn's funny. kids are the current tag yeah, team I, champions. Yeah, I gathered from what you've told yeah. me. Yeah. The, the ass, ass boys. So he was daddy yeah, ass. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's why I wasn't surprised. Yeah. But still, that is the best entrance song of all time. I don't know. I'm an ass here. man. Yeah, that one is pretty. Uh, the hook is there. Okay, I think I did the raspy voice a lot better. Yeah, you did. I, I still think I'd take HBK over. Billy Gunn anytime. Yeah, I that, guess he does sing his own fucking. He sings his own intro and he dances. Yeah, because he to likes to ring, suck his own dick to his own music. It's uh, Shawn Michaels was perfect. He was Mister Fucking well, WrestleMania for a well, reason. Shawn really. Shawn might have. <laughs> Shawn was a raging asshole and drunk and drug addict until he found yeah, God. Suck his own dick. Yeah, like I said, as a pro wrestler, he was perfect. <laughs> Didn't he get his ass beat in the 90s at a bar fight because he thought he could do better? I'm pretty sure Bret Hart kicked yeah. his ass at one point backstage. Yeah. Uh, 
Are you talking I about think, after the Montreal screw job? Because I know he definitely punched. I think he slapped. Oh, he, or punched, there's uh, something about he Bret Hart having man. a handful of Shawn Michaels' hair after getting out of a fight. Hey, what, what yeah. is Shawn Michaels gonna do? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure both of those things actually happened. And yeah, Brent actually punched Vince McMahon. It was not a side. He, I know he definitely him. spit on him. Uh, I was at the ringside. Well, yeah, that's, definitely video, spit that's on, on video. Up top of yeah. the ropes. <laughs> Oh, uh, the Montreal screw Montreal job. Screw job. Well, we're the transitioning. New, the, new, the new kids in wrestling will never understand like if they weren't watching that live, how amazing that was to be a part new of. New kids in wrestling probably don't know who Bret Hart is anymore. That's I always insane. love it to hear Bre- uh, Bret Hart talk because I don't ever expect. I've ever, the first time I ever did was like going back to the uh, the WrestleMania no. the arcade game. Had a VHS tape that, that you would wa- learn the tips. And it's like, Oh hey there! Oh, God, I got I got to find out the Canadian voice. <laughs> oh hey there! I didn't see you over there. I'm just over here playing WrestleMania, the arcade game. Come on and join me. Good old no, Canadian in all fairness, voice. At least some of the AEW fans know about Brett because they were introduced to his brother oh. with the tournament that they did, which is kind of cool because Tony Khan made sure that Owen's name is not going to go away, and so the fact that there's a tournament and a pair of belts connected to the name Owen Hart is fucking awesome. And Owen Hart will be a playable character in Fight Forever as well. Oh, nice. They're actually the AEW game. Oh. Nice. Fair enough. That's fantastic. So we've transitioned out of news. We should probably get to what I'm into. It's how we wrap things up, share with you guys the geeky, nerdy things (laughs) we've been getting into. Obviously, there's some wrestling that comes into play. I'll kick things off. I watched AEW Revolution on Sunday. It was damn good pay-per-view. I'm an hour into it. Uh, well, shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much I can say now. Then he I knew going into this what was going to yeah, happen. Let no. him. You, let him. You play can. Well, in his dirt bed. sheets don't hurt me from yeah. watching pay per views. I, <laughs> I wonder if they overcame something and won a belt title or something. There well, were people that won titles already written out before they even aired it. All I know is if you go down to the ring wearing what is normally a black outfit, and all of a sudden the black outfit is outlined in gold, sometimes that tells me from the start of the match who might be walking home with the titles. Man, the House of Black's <laughs> so damn cool. Black and gold. Black that was gold, black such a gold. good fucking match. And I enjoyed, Willie's not going to care on this, but when uh, when Kenny Omega knocks Julia Hart off the ring apron, just the look on his face, he kind of looks down and, like, uh, Correction, I, I do uh, care because Kitty Omega is a card in Like a Dragonition. You are true. Mm. You are correct. I, I still think my favorite part of that match, Got though, it. was yeah. when, um, shit, I can never remember. I wanted to say Matt Hardy. Um, Matt <laughs> fucking, Jackson? Yeah, Matt Jackson when he called in Brody and then went to tag his brother. <laughs> Brody King is a big man. And he's Brody awesome. He's a damn big man. But yeah, he's like, no, I want the big man. Bring hey, him in here. And then turns around to tag his brother. And his brother's like, fuck you. I'll have some Brody King stuff we'll talk about here in a second. But really good pay-per-view. Uh, I thought it was going to run long. Because for those that are unaware, the main event was a 60-minute Iron Man match between MJF and the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. And I was like, oh, my God. This is going to be forever because this is a Sunday night pay-per-view they actually rushed thing. through the card. Well, not rushed, but got through the card in enough time that like the main event started at 1030. And by the nice. time it ended, it was 1145, 1150. I was like, oh my God, I, I didn't think I'd make it out before midnight. And it was mm. an awesome match. And for those that are unaware, uh, MJF is damn good from a talent perspective on the mic. And when you get done watching the pay-per-view, they did the scrum like they normally do after the fact where they do the interviews and stuff backstage. 
the uh, MJF post pay-per-view scrum is fantastic. I can send you links to it or just go to Denise Salcedo's uh, YouTube page. She tends to get the best videos for it, but he was kind of doing a parody of a uh, punk from the all out uh, event from the all out of uh, post show and stuff like nice. that. It was kind of interesting. And he was sharing pickles with people. That's not a euphemism. I, I did see that video. Pickles. I saw, I saw like, come get, come get a pickle. That's a fucking great pickle. <laughs> oh, I love pick pickles are delicious. Yeah. And like, they're I'll good just, if you've I'll, just I'll done shotgun pickle juice all day long, baby. And they're good if you've just done like a sixty-eight minute Iron Man match because the salts yeah, and stuff some, and pickle juice sodium. are good for you. Yeah, get some sodium back in your body. Electrolytes is what plants crave. So I w- I watched that on Sunday. I've been uh, playing the Tales of Symphonia remaster on my Switch. I'm probably about halfway through at this point in time, and I've got 29, 30 hours into it, and I've for. I've played this game like a bajillion times. I finally realized, oh, there's a much easier way to farm gold. And I finally found the easiest way to farm gold. And in the span of like 30 minutes, had a million gold. Whereas back in the day when I played this on my GameCube, I had to fight a dragon like 60 times in a row to get a bunch of gold. This time so it was you're saying you were a dumb kid. I was a dumb kid. I did not use game facts to find out the best way to farm gold. I oh, did this I time. use game uh, facts all the time. So I we got a dumb kid facts. and an ugly child. I wonder what mine's going to be. I had the best <laughs> username on uh, GameFAQs, too. South Porky? No. Willem Black. Oh. And do you know who character that is? No. He's the one who's trying to find the schooner in the picture. Or who's oh, that's looking right. for a snowballer, oh, too. Willem. Yeah. Willem. So, I'm glad you mentioned Black as the last name. Let's talk House of Black. For those that are unaware, uh, yeah. I'm bringing this up because I said I'd get to some Brody King stuff later. Is I go through fits where I use whatnot. To buy stuff from people. I might have bought some stuff from Brody King on Whatnot. Because for mm. those that are unaware, a lot of these wrestlers do shows on Whatnot and they'll sell gear, they'll sell different things, they'll sell autographs, things like that. So I won a couple auctions on Brody King's Whatnot. Nice. And my fiance is still unknowingly very happy that I have not downloaded that app. Yeah. So the first between stuff like this and comic books. Like, there's a good reason I do not have that app. Yeah. First thing I got <laughs> was I won an auction for a Brody King micro brawler. And nice. it is autographed and made out to me. And it is badass looking with Brody King in the ski mask like he was wearing at his AEW debut. And his chest tattoo pretty well translated onto a micro brawler. And he made it out to me, which I thought was kind of cool. Nice. This has been behind me most of the show is I did not realize that Ring of Honor had done their own toy line at one point in time. Well, they did, oh. and they made a Brody King figure. I've seen the Ethan Page ones, and uh, I was able nice. to win the Brody King Ring of Honor action figure, signed and personalized out to me. Which Life is hard. Be harder. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the only thing that sucks on this one that he brought up on the live stream is, he goes, this is before I got my chest tattoo redone. So, like, the chest tattoo... Like, his chest is full uh, tattoo now. Like, you can see it's only partially at this point in time. I don't know how this dude has the time, energy, and uh, pain tolerance to basically get covered in tattoos, but well, more power him to him. and Malachi. Like, and Malachi. Malachi Black's yeah. Buddy's the guy with no tattoos. <laughs> yeah, Buddy Buddy Matthews looks a little weird standing next to him just because he, he looks like a professional football lineman. Like, he's giant. He's huge. He's... He's a 1980s Vince McMahon looking wrestler. Like he's just muscular as hell, but he has no ink on it. 
I did enjoy the uh, the marks melting down on Sunday night when he won the trios title and his girlfriend, who is uh, the winner of the Royal Rumble in the WWE, was tweeting about it. And people were getting all pissy because Rhea Ripley was excited for her boyfriend to win a title. I was like, really? Come on. Fuck yeah. off, people. You, there's so uh, many people that take like wrestling wars so seriously. Like, the people that are actually in these different promotions, they don't hate each other. They don't buy into this war yeah. that so many fans believe it is. They have a cool job and they get to do stuff they like and they're happy for each other's successes. Just be like that. Yeah. Be like the only that. people they hate are the ones that they are written to hate on screen. Those are the only people they hate. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I mean, the whole big point of pro wrestling is that you have to have respect for the people you're working with. Otherwise, you get hurt, which is why you get something as awesome as the Ocho doing like a 20 minute match with fucking Ricky Starks. That's amazing because yeah. you have to be respectful and trust that person to pull off some of the shit that they do. Yeah. Uh, this one just arrived today. It's something I had pre-ordered on the AEW store. It's the uh, Brian Danielson micro brawler, the American <laughs> dragon right after he got his ass kicked. <laughs> nice. I really don't like that nickname. Why don't the you American like American dragon? dragon? Because it just reminds me of white guy karate movies, like best of the best and, bullshit like that yeah i think daniel bryan's character loves those movies i think he's a huge michael dudikoff fan <laughs> and then these i i should have pre-ordered and i missed the pre-order on shop AEW, so i paid up a little more on ebay but i had to have it the people's choice the acclaimed and they scissor nice. each other <laughs> the fact that they're doing the scissors the micro brawlers awesome. are scissoring Oh, uh, scissor me butthole. I get it. Well, they have a finisher, Willie, called the scissor me timbers. Yep. It's pretty great. It was it was funny when, uh, 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 what was, what was the name on South Park? Xerxes? No. And Mr. Gar Mrs. Garrison? Mrs. Garrison, that was it. Because that was the 300 episode that was her going, oh, scissor me timbers. Scissor me Xerxes. That's where that was from. I'm not going to lie. I've heard conflicting results of scissoring is actually an actual thing or not. I have no idea. Speaking of South Park's back, I haven't watched last night's episode yet. I need to do that. Uh, what else am I getting into? Picard. I have watched everything but the most recent episode that just aired last night. I'm cautiously optimistic for where they're going, but dear Lord, it's slow burn. But interesting show. I don't want to spoil anything because I don't think you guys have seen any of it yet, so I won't spoil anything. I don't know that Willie uh, is going yeah. to see it. I'm not sure. I'll watch the first season. At some point, I'll get Paramount Plus again to get caught up. I do. I did like the first season. It you don't have to watch show. season two to watch season three. You can oh. just because season three, for those that are unaware, is basically a reuniting of the next generation cast. Okay. And, yeah, I knew they all came back. Yeah. Does uh, does uh, Wesley end up showing up? Because I thought that was the one cast where they said they. Okay, so he they did end up getting Will Wheaton back. Yes, I remember at some point they announced like everybody else except Will Wheaton. I'm like, what? Because what he'd already come back. Okay, okay. Uh, Michael Dorn's return as Worf is great. You would not believe that Michael Dorn I think is like 70 years old when you, you mean see Battle him, Beast. Yeah, when you see him return <laughs> as Worf and his return well, as Worf in this show is him using a sword and killing a bunch of motherfuckers. Nice. I mean, a lot of prosthetics. It's easy to cover up the 70 year old age. That's true. But he's doing like his own stunts and stuff like that, too, in a lot of cases. I watched some behind the scenes stuff they put up on the Paramount Plus YouTube channel after the fact. You're like, dude, this guy's doing a bunch of his stunts. That's awesome. And it's got to be cool for him because 
he's basically been the steward of that character since 1987. Because for those who are unaware, and I was unaware until I actually read the story about it, is Worf was a last minute addition to the cast of The Next Generation. So like all Michael Dorn got was, hey, you're a Klingon that's going to be on the Enterprise. They didn't have a bunch of backstory and stuff like that put together like they would normally have for these characters to give background why they do what they do. It was, no, you're this guy. And he pretty much got to make it up all himself as they went along. And then the story got added in. So Michael Dorn has pretty much been the steward of that character since 1987. He's gotten to play oh, yeah. him in seven seasons of Next Gen, four or five seasons of Deep Space Nine, four movies. And he's born in 52, so he's 71. Yeah. You would not believe Damn. that when you look at Michael Dorn. The dude looks <laughs> amazing. And he looks cool as Worf. It's, it's great to see Worf back. It's great to see a lot of these folks back, but we haven't gotten where we are in Picard season three right now. It's really just been Riker, Crusher, Worf, and Picard. We haven't gotten any of the other cast yet from Next Gen. I assume more are coming this week. All, all I'm really hoping for is that like he'll get to have some nice action figures made of him as Battle Beast. And then if things go well, his character will get to take part in possibly the most epic fight in comic book history <laughs> right when they animate it where yeah there's there's a fight that takes place and it's basically the second half of i think it was 10 issues of a comic like it was a dragon ball z level like lengthy fight like it, it took was. weeks it took weeks for these two characters to finally like go toe to toe and one to win and battle beast is one of those two characters and damn, it's a good fight. <laughs> but that's all I can really think of off the top of my head that I'm getting into. I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm not thinking of. Uh, let me toss to you next, Bachman. What you been getting into? Let's see. Uh, we got caught up on Mando, which, you know, snow spoilers, but woo, episode two. Saw something I was always hoping to see on live action and something I never thought I'd see in live action. So, yeah, the first two episodes Accurate. of us, season three of the Mandalorian are fantastic. Um, yeah, they did some, they've done some, just some really cool stuff with that show. And it's really kicked off like with a good pace. It, and yeah, just some of the stuff they're leaning forward to and some of the stuff that they're hinting at with what they're going to do with the season is spectacular. And yeah, just the things that they showed in episode two, I was like, wow, I never saw it. There's shit. I never thought I'd see in live action, which like that alone is just fantastic. There's shit you can do in the clone wars cartoon. That's a little cheaper than doing in a live action TV show. And I'm betting a big chunk of it was a matte painting, but it still looked fucking cool. <laughs> um, yeah, got caught up on that. Uh, sadly, we have not seen the last episode of The Last of Us, which I think episode eight is now the finale is out. There's nine, I think, isn't it? Is there one more coming? Okay, so, so we're an episode behind on that. So yeah, we didn't, we haven't watched Sunday's episode yet. Um, I did finish uh, the first book of the Horus Hearsay. In the 52 or 53 book series of Warhammer, where if you read all 53 of them, it's the entire story of like a 10,000 year arc that leads to uh, a character named Horus uh, trying to kill the, the god emperor of mankind in Warhammer. I finished the first book and yeah, I'm not jumping right into the other 52, but <laughs> the, the Dan Abnett book was really good. Uh, introduces a character, uh, uh, Garviel Loken, who's just a badass space marine really really interesting um world building storytelling all sorts of cool stuff and i've actually started um the first book in what was a trilogy i guess is now a quadrilogy of books called uh 
the Eisen. It was called the Eisenhorn trilogy. I guess now there's a fourth book, uh, also by Dab uh, Dan Abnett. Um, this is the one that like is becomes super popular. It's one of a lot of people's entry points to Warhammer, um, to the point where, as people were saying that uh, Henry Cavill is going to be part of the cinematic universe of Warhammer, a lot of people are saying he should play the character of Eisenhorn. Um, so I'd read the like the first ten pages as a as like a promo down read on Amazon Kindle. Uh, bought that book and actually got like the first thirty pages of that read. Really fucking cool character. He's a uh, he's a uh, oh damn it he's an inquisitor. So it's um the the inquisitors for the Warhammer Church are kind of crazy. Their their motto is that uh, what is it like in, innocence in like being innocent won't help you. Like innocence isn't like proof that you're not guilty. <laughs> like it's they're they're batshit crazy. It's literally it's no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, but it's in space and it's a church like taking out you know thousands of planets like crazy motherfuckers. But really cool, really interesting story so far. And yeah, the Eisenhorn is just a crazy ass character. Like this is something where like if if Henry Cavill plays him, like it could be very cool. Like just with the start of the book I've read, like I could see him playing this character because he's like highly intelligent, but also in the first 30 pages, he kills like 10 guys. So like there's some action involved with this, you know, crazy inquisitor character. Uh, we finished, finally uh, went back. We realized we'd, we'd watched like the first half of the last season of Lucifer, but we hadn't actually finished it. And so when there was that slight delay, like we stopped uh, watching them for some odd reason, went back and finally finished that show off was really enjoyed how they ended it. The wrap up on the last episode of Lucifer was solid really good storytelling i love like the progress they made with all the characters basically over the years it was just badass how they how they wrapped the whole thing up um then finally i've been watching uh, the replay i had i couldn't remember if i'd seen the second to last season of the walking dead or if when i watched it i was drinking heavily <laughs> so on my work breaks i've finished re-watching the second to last season of the walking dead so i've now started I'm on the first episode of the new, what is the last season that just went on Netflix. So watching all of the walking dead. Yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. I do. I did slightly remember the second to last episode or the last episode of the second to last season, which was very, uh, Negan centric where you saw the man, the introduced introduction of Lucille and why, where the baseball bat came from and why she was so important. So it was cool to see what they did with that character. I still can't believe that apparently we're getting a spinoff show starring him and Maggie like how Negan and Maggie end up on a spinoff show. I guess I need to watch this last season to figure out how the fuck that oh, could happen. Yeah. I vaguely remember reading about how him. that happened. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to watch that just to see like how the fuck did those two end up, you know, heading off on a spinoff show where she's not trying to kill him every time he goes to sleep. Cause like at this point, I'm still expecting Maggie to kill him sometime during the, the last season. Um, other than that, uh, playing a bunch of the Marvel snap, enjoying uh, the new, all the new stuff they added for the new season, like uh, the way they did Nimrod and stuff's really cool. Looking forward to picking up some other cards. Um, yeah, I was telling Chris before we started the show, I got a new grind em up deck, which is I built a, a new version of my death deck. And then I built an Asgard deck because I finally got Thor. So I've now got Thor, Jane Foster, Thor, Odin, and the Destroyer all in a deck. And then realized like how shitty it was that Sif doesn't work well with the other Asgardian cards. So I, I realized that I was like, it's kind of disappointing that they didn't make it to where like all the Asgardian characters would work together well in a deck, but I do now have an Asgard deck that I've been playing and 
having uh, a fair amount of fun with where I've got armor in it so I can block off a lane if I want to protect people and then drop destroyer and blow everybody up if I want to. Or I also have Cosmo in there to where I can throw down Cosmo and then toss destroyer and not kill all of my cards. If I, if you know, depending on what three lanes are available, if I don't want to kill everybody, it's nice to, yeah, Cosmo's a dick. I hate what he's played against me, but I'm actually using him not to stop my opponents from using their cards, but to actually stop one of my cards abilities and so having Cosmo and Destroyer in a deck is a nice combo because I can drop, you know, a, a, a fairly powerful character on the sixth round that doesn't kill all my other cards if I don't have them all set up correctly. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, I've been I pretty much finished my second Space Marine. So at this point, I've painted two Chaos Space Marines. I have base coated and started um, adding details to my first Stormcast Eternal. I have my second Stormcast Eternal uh, primed and ready to base coat. And I went a little crazy with my putty and puttied up a full paint stick. And so I now have a uh, Chaos Cultist Flame Brand and a uh, Blood Angel all on the stick ready to be primed at the same time. So glued them all to the stick with my putty. And yeah, so I've got another uh, Space Marine that I got a little $10 pack. And then uh, this guy... This giant flamethrower crazy ass shit was, uh, I think, ten bucks on eBay. So yeah, I've got my next two characters ready to start priming them as soon as there's some somewhat decent weather here. Because when I tried to start, I was getting ready to go do some priming yesterday, and it started snowing again. And then when the snow stopped, it rained. And then after the rained, we got an hour of hail. So weather's been batshit crazy here in Idaho, and that just seems to not be stopping anytime soon. Yeah, it's supposed to snow here on Friday and a Saturday. It's weird. Yeah, there's more storms coming across. So yeah, I'm not. I'm wondering, like, going back to work tomorrow, how shitty it's going to be for people that had flights canceled in the last couple of days because the West Coast keeps getting hammered with storms. So we keep canceling flights, which makes three to four days worth of pissed off people calling into work. So that part hasn't been fun. But also, uh, actually sent out and started getting responses now for uh, we put our um rsvp wedding invitations in the mail so can't back out now people have been told (laughs) envelopes envelopes have gone out so we are doing the damn thing on uh may 4th me and Jana will be getting married and i will swap this ring for a metal ring i will take off my engagement ring that i bought myself and put on my metal mandalorian ring so yeah i'm taking off a mando ring and putting on a mando ring (laughs) nice and then of course it's on May 4th. Of course it is. Star Wars, man. Plus, was, if, if my stepdad taught me one thing, don't have a wedding anniversary, you'll forget. He's a forgetful guy because, I'll be honest, he was a big stoner in the 80s and most of the 90s. And so uh, when he married my mom, they got married on Valentine's Day because he never wanted to forget his anniversary. There you go. And, you know, you get a month of, you know, flowers and candy showing up in the every grocery store if you... If you forget Valentine's Day, you're an idiot. Well, I'm not going to forget Star Wars, and Star Wars is one of the things that me and her love at basically an equal level. I'm much more Marvel. She's more Disney, but we both love Star Wars. And so, yeah, it just made sense. We got engaged on May the 4th, and we're going to get married on May the 4th. Nice. Well, before I move things over to Willie, one quick bit of breaking news I just saw pop up on the Twitter feed. Remember Uh the uh, Batman Caped Crusader series that HBO Max was supposed to be doing? This was the J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Timm cartoon. Yeah, wasn't that one canceled? It was canceled. It has now been picked up by Amazon, who put in a two-season order. 
for the oh. Batman Cape Crusader show. And what I also learned is that Ed Brubaker ran the writer's room. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we're going to get an Ed Brubaker because didn't Brubaker did Gotham City, right? Yeah. Or Gotham PD. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get an Ed Brubaker Batman. Which is DC, which is Warner. And it's on Amazon. Amazon. Yes. Well, I mean, because Warner makes their money now by licensing it out. I mean, Batman's always going to make a money. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird. We're going to get Batman shows that aren't going to be on HBO Max. Like, y'all motherfuckers greenlit a, like a third season of Pennyworth. How the fuck are we not getting Batman on HBO Max? But no, we can get another non-Batman Batman show. Yeah, it beats me. Uh, but I wanted Batman to share that because it popped up real uh, quick. But uh, Yeah, a J.J. Abrams bad robot Brubaker Batman. Fuck yeah. Abrams I'll doesn't really sell me on that. it, but whatever. Yeah. Reeves oh, he, and uh, Tim and Brubaker, that sells me on it. But Bad Robot doesn't produce bad shows. Like, uh, did you see they, how Alias and Lost ended? <laughs> no, they can't. That's the difference between producing bad shows versus not being able to nail an ending. Did, did you Lost, see how the first two Star Trek Kelvin movies ended? Everything after the actually, first I, season of Lost. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually like the new Star Trek. The third Kelvin like movie's Wars. the best. But that's neither here nor there. But I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a cool story, well worth sharing. Nice. Yeah. But I do want to toss things over. I, I'm not sure. Is this Willie or Billy that's here now? You figure it out. It's silly Ellie. Hey, Mr. Nelson, what you been getting into? Uh, keeping it short and simple and sweet. Uh, I haven't been doing much besides playing Dead by Daylight and some Snap. Uh, I got some new cards. Got a Magneto. Got a She-Hulk. Got a still loving Shuri. Got Nimrod. That's pretty fun because I got the the past part of it. And it's always uh, Nimrod's pretty fun with uh, one of my favorite cards in the game, and that's Arnim Zola, because that card is OP as fuck to me. Is I don't. It, I, do you get four Nimrods if you Arnim Zola him? Because Arnim Zola destroys it and so, then copies so it. So so it copies and then. Arnim Zola's ability goes and puts him over. I'm not sure the order. Who cares? Yeah, so you end up with four Nimrods that are five and if power. You put down a Shuri down before Nimrod? Yeah, because the copy moves. So anything you've already done to it, yeah, yep. I think Shuri is the one I need. 40 power and the other lanes. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, not bad for three cards. Yeah, I, I found the, the best. The, my, my, my kitty house deck is the best one with uh, Black Panther and, and Zola because they always just seem to make their way in my hand. As long as I get a Shuri or a Wong, it's easy peasy. And if I get Psylocke, Wong, and Shuri, oh, then that Wong's going down right after Psylocke with the Shuri and then Black Panther and then to the Sola. So you're saying it's not Wong. The deck's called Kitty House, though? I don't know. I just made it called it Kitty House, Ki- mm-hmm. like like Kitty Cat, not Kitty as in Kitty Poo. Yeah, my 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 Wong deck is called Wong Fu. Well, I mean, Wong's at the if Wong doesn't show up, that's okay. Shuri's just as nice because it does the same exact thing. Yeah, I still need Shuri. I think that's one of the one of the best cards that I don't currently own. Got lucky, and uh. I haven't really been doing. Uh, I haven't seen anything. I watched the the current episode of Last of Us. I don't know how many episodes they're going to be. They, this is in the storyline, kind of coming down to the end of it. But I don't know if there's one or two more episodes 
Nine seems weird. Ten seems right. But who knows? I'm not the one making the show, so what do I know? I'm checking right now what the number of episodes was. I don't want to know. As I can't remember if it's eight or nine. I know we haven't watched the most current episode. I'm one one away. So oh, I will say uh, um, one behind. This isn't a spoiler. Uh, that does have a special guest appearance by Troy Baker, aka Joel, uh, Joel's performance actor in the game. Hey Willie, plug your ears for nice. a second. <laughs> IMDb lists nine episodes. Just give me a wave uh, when you're done. And Willie is back. All right. Yeah, I don't want to know. I just want it because uh, I just That's want to be surprised. That's why I didn't tell you. I know, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just explaining to myself. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Troy Baker makes an appearance uh, uh, as an uh, actor in this show, as a character, and uh, I'm all right with it. He does a good job. Nice. It's always cool when they get the voice actors into like the live action stuff, especially <laughs> when it's the ones that are like super talented, like that you, guy. You remember Uncharted when they just come out on the beach and there's just Nolan North. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a nice it's a nice nod to give to the voice actors who created you know really created these characters. Like you know, some of these characters would not be anywhere near as cool or popular without the voice actors that worked on them. Hey, uh, Willie, we just got footage of you drinking a Pepsi on the podcast. <laughs> Fair enough, it happens. <laughs> Pepsi. Oathbreaker Willie Return. Whatever. Oathbreaker Willie. The Oathbreaker has shown his face. I have face. broken the oath. Oathbreaker Willie Return. Oaths are the only thing I'll break. Well, should we get into Willie? Anything else? Uh, breaking dicks. Um, uh, nothing ah. really much. Um, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, started uh, City Skylines because it had a PS5 update, and I was like, yeah, let me try that. Uh, downloaded Final Fantasy. I got I got a backlog. I need to get through. I'm still going through Midnight Suns. Still going through that. That game is not fast to go through at all, but it's still fun to go through. Venom's fun to use as a weird mechanic, but still fun. Uh, yeah, and just uh, going on. See what the next week uh, will have. Well, on that note, and see what other oops I can break. Have some more Peepsy while you're at it, too. There you go. Drink that Peepsy up. Uh, over there, tongue in a Peepsy. Ah. Then he bit it? He's asserting dominance over the can. Apparently. The only way he could assert dominance more is if he peed on it. Please don't. <laughs> on that note, though, we are going to start shutting things down. A friendly reminder, we do record this show live every week. Stay tuned to the Twitter machine. It'll tell you... When we're going live, you can come join us over at www.geeks.live where we stream this show before we put it up on the podcast website. If you consume the audio podcast, I think we have it working now, so the closed captioning is working with it. So, uh, yeah, give it a test. See if it works. I know it works directly on the Podbean website, which where we, excuse me, where we host, so it's kind of cool. It's not 100% accurate because it's AI-based transcription, but it's still pretty cool. What else do we have to say? I, I don't think there's anything else. You guys have any final thoughts before we shut this thing down? For those on audio, Willie's chewing on a can. Uh, ripped open can. Oh my. <laughs> hopefully that's... It's tasty on both ends. Hopefully it's before you peed uh, on it. That's that's where the taste comes from, you dipshit. Uh, so he's got pee 
is what he's saying. You don't. Be jealous. I'm I'm incredibly jealous that I don't have peat flavored Pepsi. It sounds. <laughs> and you couldn't delicious. even have it because it's my own pee, and that has a distinctive taste. <laughs> I was just talking about the peat flavored Pepsi. Is I bridge too far already? I'm not sure going further is going to happen. Listen, I'm not into shower, uh, water sports, but I mean, taste oh. is taste, baby. On that note, we are going to shut things down. Do you guys have any final thoughts for the people? Drink Man. my piss. Oh, God. No. What is this, like the Piss Master episode of Rick and Morty? I don't Apparently. know that one. It's from the most recent season. That's why. Ah. Uh, you'll you'll meet up. Piss Master then. Will I? If you watch the most recent season. I've already looked in a mirror, my sir. Oh, God. Gross. Oh, that was gross. gross. We apologize that that's how we leave you, but that, we got to go. I'm sorry. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.